0: this week's show a day to remember for Rustlers as they beat local rivals Tunbridge Wells
1: we're deemed like the smaller club and all that lot, so to beat them get a clean sheet at home it's absolutely massive
0: frustration for Faversham as they go out of the FA Trophy at Folkestone but boss James Collins is feeling good about life at Salters Lane
2: yeah I love this club to be honest I love it at Faversham. I feel like I've found home
0: And on the move, we catch up with Ashford United striker Gary Lockyer after his move all the way from Kennington.
3: You know, some people go, oh, well, you know, he's only left for for the money and stuff like that. But the people that do know me will know the fact that it's, it's footballing reasons, and I just want to go and give it another go and see what happens.
0: Hello everyone and welcome to this week's episode of the Ken Only Podcast, sponsored by Nick Cullingham Plumbing and Heating. Another busy week across the county and as you've already heard, we've got three interviews for you to enjoy over the course of the show. I'm John Phipps, he's been a bit out of the loop this week, so much so that it was only in fact a matter of hours ago that I found out Dover actually managed to lose on Saturday. Another line now is, of course, the man who's literally here now, by the grace of God, Matt Gerard, how are you and how was the big fella?
4: Hey, very good, very good, very good. Uh church meeting that I attended this evening so uh, my sort of every six weeks I have to turn to a meeting so um, yes um, uh, back for the pod now yes and you didn't realise Dover didn't look lost I didn't you I, I knew you were winning
0: I knew you were winning and then I obviously I saw that t- equalised. and I was checking the scores but then the game I was at got really good so I was just focused on that and then doing my interviews and everything like that and I thought, oh, I better go and just double check that, you know, see where Dover are in the league. And I was like, I'm sure that's how many points they. Are. Oh, oh, they lost. Oh, didn't realise.
4: Nice yeah. Yeah, yeah, of
0: course. Um,
4: yeah. It's yeah. It's yeah. Did, did,
0: did you... Uh, have you asked the big man if he can sort Dover out some points? They will win one of the next two games. Oh, here we go. go. Oh, there we'll there discuss
4: there. that as we go along,
0: shall we? But apart from that, you all all right?
4: Yeah, yeah, yes, um, yeah, not too bad, yeah, everything's sort of busy with school and work and things like that, the run-up to Christmas, and yeah, so, yeah, it's, yes, that's about it really, yeah, <laughs> again, nothing really exciting happening, so it's the big run-up to Christmas, so there you go.
0: Yeah, exactly, well, I'm home alone at the moment, so uh, making oh, what, the most oh, of that. The,
4: where's the other half gone then? She's gone up to London for a
0: couple of days, it was very strange last night, the cats obviously because normally we we go away together. This is the first time that only one of us has been here since oh, February last year. And and the cat we've only had Ruby. We've only had for like eighteen months or so. Not even eighteen months. She's very very confused by this. I think she last night when when I went to bed, she was like, "Where's the other one?" So she actually came to bed with me, which was quite cute. Bless her.
4: So What's she doing? Uh, watching a show? I don't know. Yeah, she did. went
0: to see Pretty Woman last night actually. All right. Uh, and then she just had is a that mooch around is that today. The same-
4: Music from the film, as I assume,
0: in, I believe if, so. Yes,
4: well, if they don't have Roy Orbison in that, you'd be t- running your money back, wouldn't you?
0: Well, exactly, yeah. Although, that'd be like when my mum and dad went to see Mary Poppins and they didn't say, Call Blimey Mary Poppins, which apparently is actually true.
4: What is that not actually in the film?
0: That well, wasn't in the in the bit when they it wasn't in the stage show that they saw. My dad was devastated.
4: <laughs> oh, apples and pears and things like that would have been all oh, right. I see there, there is. It's, it's a bit like Greece as well. So, as I st- as a kid, well, I was, when I was at school, I starred in Greece as one of the the um, is it T-birds. T-birds, yep. the folks? Yeah, yeah, yeah. As one of them, and of course, you, you, the film doesn't have "You're the one that I want" because that was written for the musical. So that is naturally not in the stage play. Did you know well,
0: that? I didn't know that.
4: Did you know Greece was a musical before? He must have done that. Probably I, I didn't know it was a musical
0: first, actually. No. Yeah.
4: Yes. Uh, so um, in the 70s, so a lot of the, there's a lot of films that a lot of songs that are in the musical. I'm sounding like um, Andrew Lloyd Webber here. A lot of songs in the musical that aren't in the film, and vice versa.
0: So everyone turned up to to watch your performance, expecting all these toe tappers that they know. Well, yeah,
4: you could have. And you're all singing it, you these different ones. Bloody Fortune, of course. Back in the early 1990s, school plays. They didn't have much money so from there that's probably he can hit the dog in the background because the dog wants to go outside so
0: I'm sorry you said back in the early 90s school plays didn't have much budget are they big budget productions yes, these you know, days are they
4: true. I'm going to get the dog out Lachie. you're trying to teach the dog we'll change subject here to go out a different door rather than the bifold to the other door but she doesn't seem to work worked it out that was suddenly to use this door she still goes to the other door so at the moment this is on the I'm just going to open the door the dog out. Go on, there you go. Oh, she's gone. Because it is nine o'clock. So, of course, you have to leave the door open. And that's why it gets cold. Yeah, that, that was musical. Yes, yeah, so I was a bit of a musical star. Wow. At, um, uh, and um, as, a, as a kid, because I was in various musicals. Because I've said to you before, I've got a
0: good singing voice. Uh, well, you've proved that on this show several times that you yeah, haven't. Exactly. You must have been stronger when you were a, a, a treble than you are. I was the, are
4: now. Penzance, the Boyfriend and Grease. And I had sing alone, you know, um, um, solos, Solos. wow, solos, yeah, the best thing I was ever in at
0: school was, um, well, this was primary school, and, uh, we did, oh, it must have been year five, I think it was, um, they decided that instead of, for our Christmas play that year, we would do, um, like a, a, an old-time music hall thing, um, Mm -hmm. and we had, like, everyone did, like, so we had all, like, different acts. Like, we had some girls doing the can-can and magic tricks and things like that. And I was the um, the host, the announcer of it all. And I had loads of tongue twisters and everything like that that I had to get through. And uh, everyone still says, that I, well, my mum and dad still say that I was absolutely brilliant at that. So, uh, yeah, I, I've got really fond memories of that.
4: those tongue twisters?
0: I can't remember any of them, no. Can but, you do um, All
4: right. seashells on the seashore job, is not it?
0: Yeah, so there's one about um, plucking pheasants, isn't there?
4: All right, we better move on from that. If we no, had better. Yes, i have just say, if you're not watching, people will know so Stockport have just equalised against Bolton, so there you Excellent. go. Excellent. I'm sure tomorrow yeah.
0: morning when people are listening to this, they'll be really interested to know that they've just equalised. Yeah. Uh, It's our 191st episode this week, which means we really are starting to think about our looming 200th show, which will be around in early 2022. Crikey. Uh, 191, meanwhile, is an unlucky number in aviation with at least five planes with the number 191 having crashed, uh, meaning that some airlines have taken it out of service. There's also a film called Highway 191. And even before I clicked on the link, I knew that wasn't going to be cheerful. And so it proves a weekend of booze, drugs, girls, and rock and roll gets off to a horrible start for two teens in the summer of 1983. While en route to Flagstaff, Arizona, the wild and careless boys pass through a small town. They decide to take a detour to save time, a shortcut that would lead them to Highway 666, the Devil's Highway. This will turn into the longest ride of their lives, a night of horror. That will last for an eternity on the cursed road of the devil. That sounds good, doesn't it? Mm, no. I bet, I bet the big man wouldn't let you watch that, actually, would he? No.
4: So, uh, 191, and it is the mobile number, I think, for Vodafone. When I mean, You have to ring him if it got any issue.
0: That is true, yes. And and um, other networks are available. That is who I'm with.
4: So, so there you go. So, well, I have to occasionally do that for work. So 191 is... From that, so it's, well, so it's still about early February. We did two hundred episodes.
0: I think it's going to be mid, well, depending on what we do over Christmas, yeah. and depending on me potentially going on holiday in January. I think it's going to be late January. So I mean, not exactly a, a, a bumper time to be uh, to to be thinking we about celebration.
4: We did a live episode, didn't we?
0: There was and. and- we haven't really talked about it, about it again. Uh, I don't know if there'd be any interest in it. Uh, I don't know if anyone would like to come and be a guest on it. Uh, I don't know if it would actually be any bloody good. But it's something that we're still considering. Uh, how we, But there's a lot of logistics.
4: All these podcasts now, they sort of go on. The, 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 we're going to go on the road. But, you know, in other ones, you would have on the road. There's a theatre shows and things like that. And we thought it was the 200th. We could maybe meet up in a pub somewhere. And have some guests and probably just record it via teams, I suppose. We could, couldn't we? No,
0: well, we could do. I mean, obviously, if we did it, you say about other ones going on the road. I mean, our tour would be quite limited because we've got quite a limited area that we cover. That's true. We're not going to be going on a jolly up to Blackpool, are we? Oh,
4: I've got some good stories about Blackpool when I went on there, but we will never hear the pod on that mention Blackpool again. If we ever play... I so tell you what, what
0: if, we, if we do a live show, right, if we do a live show, you can tell us one Blackpool story. We won't record it, but people can just hear it and it won't be there for good. posterity.
4: That's a good idea. That's a good idea. is <laughs> interactive because we are late now. So the dog has come back in, then gone to the other door is no longer used to try and get out again. So it could be a long pod. But I think hopefully she's going to sit down. But now we better get on with it because we've waffled on far enough now. Yes, let's
0: do that. Let's start the week then in the Southern Countries East League. Uh, I headed out on Saturday to see a derby clash between Rustle and Tunbridge Wells. 678 others joined me at the game, including my dad. uh, And we saw an upset of sorts as the home side grabbed just their third win of the season. Ashley Shepherd's goal 18 minutes from time, preventing what looked like for large parts could have been the first goalless draw in the Premier Division all season. After the game, I spoke to Rustic's manager, Jimmy Anderson.
1: Oh, it's it's massive. For everyone at Rustle, um, it's absolutely huge, obviously, the rivalry. And we're, we're, we're deemed like the smaller club and all that lot. So to beat them, get a clean sheet at home in, in front of so many fans as well. I think I think it was over 600 today, uh, I'm being told. To, uh, so yes, it's absolutely massive. So yeah. And it, it's been a, a tough start to the season for you. And that result is going to give you so much belief. Yeah, yeah. Like obviously today, like, the clean sheet is massive for us. It has been a real tough start. We've had to, to rebuild. We've lost some good players to teams in this league or the league above and I, I spoke to you in the summer before the, like when, when we got announced that we were promoted and uh, I said I could get players in and obviously today we felt like today we could um, kickstart our season with, with a decent performance today so hopefully, fingers crossed, it goes that way Yeah, and you've gone up a couple of places in the league table and then you yeah. go to Tower Hamlets next week who are bottom you, Yeah, it, this is a chance to put a run together Yeah, it is but obviously going to Tower Hamlets you can't lie look, they've come to us today they were the favourites um but they haven't had a shot on target. Like my keeper hasn't made a save. And, and at this in this league, anyone could beat anyone uh, on their day. So we can't take Tower Hamlets for granted, that's for sure. And next week will be... That's probably a bigger game for us in the change room and the management team than this week was. But obviously, as a collective group and a club, this is a huge one for us to win. It looked to me
0: like they probably had the better of the first half, had a couple of near misses, but
1: the goal was coming, wasn't it? Yeah, we, we felt like we, um, we set up quite solid and and we felt like if we could keep ourselves in the game uh, we've watched a few of their videos and stuff like that and we we knew their threats and yeah they had a few half chances in the first half but Charlie in goal he's come in and, and been amazing obviously he played last week against Sheppier and we conceded four but he, he's been a breath of fresh air for a 19 year old boy and and like we we felt like at halftime oh yeah, we're going to kick on and go and win this if we turn up and then we 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 took it upon ourselves I thought Miro Come alive, like he, he he looks apart. He's come alive in the second half. Luke was busy, um, and obviously Ash has scored an absolute well of a goal in the top ends. So yeah, that was gonna be my next question. What a hit! Yeah, I, yeah, yeah. In a game like this where it's so tight, it's gonna be. A stroke of like pure class, you know what I mean? And he's, he, he's plucked that and, and put it right in the top corner. So yeah.
0: I think the big thing as well was you didn't sit back on that, did you? Even when they were, the,
1: the, you kind of waited for the pressures to come, but it, it never really did. And when they were putting the balls in the box, there was always a green and white shirt underneath it. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like d- the shape work and stuff like that. We've been working on it, and on Wednesday we worked on it quite strongly. And, and like, yeah, like when the, when they did try and attack us, we seemed to to nullify their attack. And and that's the big thing at this level. If you sit on a one 0 and you sit back and sit back, you can get punished and it all suddenly becomes 1-1. So, so we felt like we needed to try and push to the second goal, but wasn't to be. And 1-0, we'll take it, you know what I mean? So. And I think it was
0: 6-7, not in was the crowd. And the, it wasn't all Tunbridge Wells supporters. There was plenty of people in green and white knocking around the place. Oh, yeah, yeah, so yeah. So yeah, what
1: yeah. potential you have got here? Oh, yeah, it's a great set-up. Um, the fans are, have been great all season. They were, they were a little bit quiet today, but that's fair enough. Tunbridge Wells thought that they could do all the talking off the pitch instead of on the pitch. So, I'll let them have the bragging rights in the stand, and we'll take, we'll take the one 0 win. I'm happy with that. And um, it was a it was a cleanly fought game at times. I think in the first half it looked like it wasn't going to
0: end eleven eleven, and I think at the end there it did do well not to end.
1: Yeah, yeah. You know, to be fair, like uh, in a game like this, the referee's under so much pressure. He, he looks like a young lad, and I thought he he, he ref the, the game really well. Um, there was a couple of. I suppose if you want to call like debatable yellow cards at the end there obviously there's a scuffle but it's in front of all the fans so it's, it's going to happen there's a minute to go or whatever and I think in the end he's done a sensible thing to give two players two yellow cards and just move on and we go on next week So I thought
0: I thought he had a, about ten minutes in the first half where he looked like he was starting to feel the pressure but I think yeah. he
1: came back really well yeah 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 yeah. I agree I agree the the lino on my side as well um, I thought she was really good she was talking to us all through the game and, and she was really positive and the other lino he did work I, I couldn't I can't argue with the three officials today so, so yeah have you found a step up from Division 1 to, to this level hard it's turned me grey <laughs> <laughs> like, no nah, look like it's, it's a big step up obviously in the league below we played more football uh, this is more a little bit I don't know robust you've got to do the right things in the right areas we, we haven't done that we're a young group um but is that something you'll learn? As yeah, 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 on? yeah. Like I'm a young manager. Like at this level, I've never managed a full season at this level, so I'm not. I'm no idiot. I'm learning every week and and so are the players. And and look, this just this will give the players so much confidence, as well as uh, as as well as us as a management group. And uh, moving forward. Hopefully, we put things right. But we probably, if we were any higher at the minute, we'd probably be overachieving. We're, we are where we are. We've lost players. We're rebuilding. We've just been promoted. We've got, to be, we've got to be realistic. But today's massive to beat them 1 0 at home. Shuts them up for a few months, I suppose. Uh, so, yeah. It's one of those, isn't it? It's, it's
0: a tough division. And it's particularly tough this year because you have got four teams at the top who are obviously spending a lot of money. Yeah, yeah. It's hard for a club like Russell to compete with them. So, I suppose this season, and particularly, you're just trying to be the best that you can be because you know that, that there's teams at the top that are going to be beating most teams
1: yeah I wouldn't say I wouldn't say it's just down to, to the money at the top the quality of players at this level is, is phenomenal obviously you get them through the money but like you still get young talent um, hidden talent and stuff like that Tumbo Drells have got some good players do you know what I mean and so we Tower Hamlets will have good players um, it's the level what we're playing at and and yeah like it's I it what it is I don't, I don't think the top four the top four are Sheppi was very good and we've played Glebe and they're they're extremely good um but there's not much in it with all the other teams. That like on the day, anyone could beat anyone. So, so yeah,
0: just fine. If you could bottle the feeling when that goes in off the other side of the bar, ah,
1: <laughs> oh, like, uh, relief, joy. Do you know what I mean? Uh, just it's just a breath of fresh air in a sense. Like it's something we can give back to the fans in this club. Do you know what I mean? Like they've they've been great to us this season, and like that one means loads to them. But for us in the in the room, I'm I'm gonna play it down. But it's three massive points for us. The fact everyone's lost around us. That's what it is. So, like, it's it's great. It's all the hard work we put into it. It's the shape work, what we did all during the week to to nullify their attack, to get a clean sheet. It's great. That's a fantastic win for them, Matt.
0: And, and I thought they were good value for it. And, and, Jimmy, they're understandably absolutely delighted.
4: The geography, how far is Rustle from Tunbridge Wells? You have that, Rayway
0: is it's is literally on the outskirts i drove through i drove past radio kent yeah to get to and i was about five minutes away it was just up the hill and then and then you just get there so
4: is it like a, a suburb of yeah suburb
0: basically of... yeah
4: all oh, right so oh, and, and i could there yeah, the fantastic crowd 679 but and what did you think the quality of the game was like
0: uh To be honest, it wasn't a great, uh, it it, it wasn't the the best game we have ever seen. It's uh, three miles by road um, between the two, by the way. But um, no, the first half uh, wasn't particularly high on quality. Uh, Tunbridge Wells will be disappointed because they they bossed the first half. They they were well on top, but didn't create any chances. You've heard him say there, his goalkeeper hasn't had a save to make. And, you know, for all their endeavour... Tunbridge Wells I I think the frustration for me if I was Tunbridge Wells would be that they a lot of the time that they played the diagonal balls and they kind of got in behind but then nothing happened after that and it was just it it was just getting people in front of the uh, in front of goal with with a shooting chance and they didn't really have that there was one uh, that was sort of Came off his thigh for Matt Gething that, that that went wide and and another couple of sort of near misses. But Russell defended really well to to their to to their eternal credit in that first half. And then the second half, again, it was a little bit it, it wasn't uh, easy on the eye at times. But then something just clicked uh, about midway through the second half. Something just clicked for Russell. They went on a couple of runs. And that seemed to just spark some life, and then the goal was absolutely fantastic. The ball just sort of pinging around, uh, coming out to Shepherd on the edge of the box, and he's rifled it in off the crossbar, uh, and it was it, it was a great hit, uh, worthy of winning any game of football. And as you can imagine, massive celebrations. Uh, and then after that, I mean, you've got to say that Russell still looked the more likely. That all through the second half, I was saying to my dad. If anyone's going to score it, I think it's going to be Rustle. And, and when they did, they, they kept pushing and, and, and they looked, they just looked confident. So, you know, yeah, it wasn't, by, by stretch imagination, a, a great game. But I'm pretty sure that Jimmy doesn't care about that, does he?
4: No, I suppose, yeah, it's a big, you know, Russell only won two games up to that point. Tunbridge have been a little bit hit and miss this season. But going into it, you would expect Russell to, you know, Tunbridge to beat Russell And that's a massive result for them going forward now they've got to build on that and as he said before now next in the coming game is more important now isn't it you know it's great to do that but now they've got to follow that with another win really haven't they
0: and it is one of those where you you can't dwell on that win they've had that they've got to almost forget about it in many ways and come back up to, to you know because this is a big game they've got the weekend a chance to make it two wins out of two so, so in many ways, what happened last Saturday doesn't have any bearing at all on what happens this weekend. So it's it's going to be an interesting game game for them. But the confidence they will gain from beating Tunbridge Wells will, will lift them all. And, and the atmosphere was brilliant. And yeah obviously a lot of those supporters will will be will have been Tamojoles fans but there were so many people in green and white walking around the place and and you know all the young mascots and i, I got a real family feel for, from from Hall, and, and i thought it was a nice place to watch, to watch football you know it was it was it's, it's an interesting thing i i put a picture out of me of the walk up to the stadium there was a car park i could have just driven up to the stadium but i walked um and you know that they that they, they put on a good show for for their supporters
4: yeah, what, 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 what was the ground like anyway? Is it what was it they built it up of data to, to 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 the standard it is?
0: Um well I would say it um meets the ground grading at the closest it probably can. I mean it's not a big stadium by any stretch of imagination. It's um it's it's down it's it's down the end of a lane and there's a small car park out the back. you go into through the turnstiles, you've got the bar, and then there's kind of space to watch all round. They've got a stand on the near side. Uh, which obviously they need to get into the scaffold Premier Division, uh, and then a, a, a sort of another covered area after that. But apart from that, you know, it's all just all sort of standing up against the, uh, up against the boards around the side of the pitch. But you know, a club like Russell doesn't need a bigger ground than that. And 670, it didn't feel like there were 679 people there to be honest on Saturday. It just felt it, it just felt nice to be out there watching a, a, a game of football. Does that make sense?
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah look at it from a Tunbridge Wells point of view, uh, you know, a real kick in the teeth for them, you know, losing to the local rivals, not expecting to.
0: No, exactly. Unfortunately, I didn't catch Richard Stiles after the game uh, for Tunbridge Wells. I I couldn't see him in the, in the bar after I chatted to Jimmy. Uh, I think he would have been frustrated at, at their performance and the manner of it, because on paper, you look at that and you would have expected Tunbridge Wells to win that game. And, and, as Jimmy Anderson said, there his keeper has had a save to make, and and that's going to be the one thing that I'm sure will have been discussed at training and in the dressing room after the game. That tumbridge guys have got to be making the goalkeeper, they've got to be testing the goalkeeper at some point, and they just didn't. And you know, one 0 away from home in a in a local derby, last ten minutes, you expect everything to be going forward and uh, just pressure and pressure, and it never really happened. You know, there, there was never a moment where any rustle, family had, gone, and had that sharp intake of breath, you know, it was comfortable for us to, and, and that's not what anyone would have expected from Tunbridge was. Cause I think, you know, most people expect them to be top six at the very, very least in this division, possibly even top four best of the rest, perhaps, but at the moment they're not and results like that won't help their cause.
4: No, no. So I mentioned, they've been a bit hit and miss this season. So They've got to move on pretty quickly from that result, forget about it, and try and get a bit of consistency in their performances. But, you know, I think Russell will be, until the uh, return fixture, whenever that may be, in the new year, they'll be living out on that moment. and Hopefully they can follow that. You say you have got Tower Hamlets this weekend, didn't they? Yes, they
0: have.
4: So, right, yeah, yeah they, they've but got to back got, that yeah, up. It's no, it's, it's no good beating your local rivals and losing to Tower Hamlets, I would have thought. So, um, yeah, fingers crossed for them. But we're really pleased for them, and you could see what it meant to them, and with the booming music outside as well, John. I'm surprised you could actually hear the interview with that that music blaring away.
0: Well, initially we were going to speak outside, but he said, we'd better go inside, haven't we, because you're not going to be able to hear a word. And I was like, no. So we had to go inside. And, and obviously he took about um, about them having the big game on Saturday. Well, so have Tunbridge Wells, the FA Vars for them on Saturday. They're mm-hmm. at home to Walton and Hersham. We've already knocked them out of the FA Cup. They've got to bounce back. And, and a result there will completely change the mood, won't it?
4: Yeah, it's a big game. Walton and Hersham, you know, being a higher level than that, haven't been in the Vars before. But they've got, got to try and get some sort of consistency back in that. And I suppose maybe if you'd offered it, if if you said to him, well, are you going to lose to Russell? Are going to beat Walton and Hersham? Would he, would he take it? It'd be interesting to see. But yeah, big game for them at the weekend. Home, though, hopefully they can do it in front of their own fans and just, you know, forget about last week.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And it would be a good opportunity for them to to hopefully right those wrongs uh, and, and get back on it. Elsewhere in the scaffold, the top three continue to match each other uh, with handsome victories for Glebe, Sheppey United and Chatham Town. An aggregate of 15-1 in their favour, that trio on Saturday. I've been saying for a while that I wouldn't rule some others out, but right now I think it's starting to look like a three-horse race at the top.
4: Yeah, I think, um, I think you're right. Disappointing result for Dio, was not it, at the weekend as well? But Shows what um, the new manager bounce did from there. Yeah, you, you, you look you look in that way. Can he still scoring goals, right well, like Charlie Penny, I mentioned him before. I really rated him when he was at Welling. I thought he'd go on to be, you know, higher level. Sheppy though, you know, I suppose they're in the box seat. They've got the game in hand. If they win those games in hand. They're going to be four or five points clear at the top. So yeah, it's it's looking a three. We thought it could be a five horse race. But now, I think you could be right. It could be a
0: 3-1. Yeah, full round down on scores from Saturday. Then, Beerset 3, Wellington 0, Chatham 7, Lordswood 1. Hollands and Blair made a dream start to life on the Scott Porter with their 2-1 wheel at Win at Dealtown. Iwith Town beaten 3 2 at home by Crowborough. Glee beat Canterbury City 4 0. Homesdale overcame Punjab United 2 0. K Sports went down 3 2 at home to Fisher. Kennington beat Tower Hamlets 3 1. As we'll discuss, it was Russell 1 Tunbridge Wells 0. And Maliki Hudson grabbed a hat trick as Sheppey United beat Iwith and Belvedere 4 0. A third loss in a row for the Deers. Uh, this weekend, it's the FA Vars for the top three and three other scaffold sides as well. Dealtown at home to Littlehampton. Glebe at home to Hanworth Villa, Sheffield United are away to Shearwater, Chatham also on the road. They go to Southall, Tunbridge Wells at home to and Hersham as already discussed. while Beckenham travel to face Milton United, and then on Sunday the last Scaffold Division One side, standing Stansfeld are at home to Bagshot Lee. Uh, tricky ties in there, Matt. That those teams, you know, Hanworth Villa, Shearwater, Southall, they're teams you have come across several times I- I- in the. Four years we've been doing this podcast. They're, they're tricky places, tricky places to go for Sheppey and Chatham, and and it's not going to be a walk in the park for Glee. But I'm, I'm hoping that those three at least can make it through. And of course, Deal Town at home to Littlehampton have, have got to be in with a shout, haven't
4: they? Yeah, um, yeah. I, I think that's interesting. We do think the, the Kent Scuffle League is one of the, the best in the division, and if we can get our sides through in all of those sort of ground, we know that is. It's still a long way off to, you know, going up north in this, but yeah, if we think that oh, we've got a decent league, you, you'd expect I, I expect I expect all three to get through, and hopefully Deal can as well, but I'd be shocked if, if they didn't get through.
0: Well, I mean, you look at the I don't know one, much
4: about those other teams, but Well, this is the thing, this
0: is what this is what I'm just doing. I mean, Southall were beaten by Deal in the FA Cup, yep. uh, but in the first round of the FA Vars, they beat Erith and Belvedere 3-0, Uh, They are currently second uh, in the Combined Counties League Premier Division North uh, with 31 points from 14 games. The team above them in that table are Glebe's opponents, Hanworth Villa. Uh, We've got 39 points from their 15 games unbeaten in the league this season. Uh, Walton Hersham, who Tunbridge Wells play, top of the Combined Counties League Premier Division South. Uh, So that's another tricky one. Uh, as well that's coming up. So, you know, it's not going to be a walk in the park, is it?
4: No, oh, I'm looking at that. No, but Glebe, if you're looking at Glebe, Sheppard and Chatham, they don't lose many matches. Look at the quality of the game. It sounds to be like some really cracking games there. Tough one for Tunbridge Wells. They say losing to Walton and Hersham. At least they know something about them. So, yeah, I, I expect we'll, we will have we will have a couple of sides getting through anyway. I'm sure we'll... we'll I'm, I'm, I'm going to say it. We're all going to get through. We're all going oh, through. You reckon? Yeah.
0: It's bold. I, li- I-, I like your, take, uh, it, it like your moxie tra- there. In.
4: There's no replays of taking this now, is it? Like, no, try. I don't think so. No. Go straight to pens, yeah. So yeah. Yeah, but, yeah I'm, I'm confident. I'm, I'm, ba- I'm back in Tunbridge Wells to bounce, bounce back after last week.
0: Now, Badshot Lee, who stands for play on Sunday, are uh, second in the Combined Counties League Premier Division South, just below Walton Hersham and just above Beckenham, uh, while Shearwater, Sheppey United's opponents are ninth in that division. So, it'll be interesting to see how, how these teams are, are shaping up, I suppose. And it, it is an opportunity, but there are some tough games. I mean, uh, Hamworth Villa at Glebe and Southall against Chatham, they are potentially... Excellent games of football, aren't
4: they? Yeah, I, I, I would think they're really good, big quality games for that. And we look at the Vars. Is it a priority now? Probably not. But you win the next couple of games, it becomes a priority. But I'm sure the likes of all, all three of them thinking, right, we've seen it before. Sides so get to Wembley in this competition for get long into the competition. Why can't they do it? So yeah, I. I we big we big up the scaffold. Of how what a good league and how tough it is. Let's hopefully they can put that show us that it's a better league than these other teams are in the combined counties or other ones are in.
0: Absolutely, and, and Beckenham are representative in the combined counties league. They play Milton United as I said away uh, on Saturday. Milton United are at Step Six, uh, so they are in Division One of the Hellenic League. Uh, so that is going to be t- uh, a different challenge uh, for them, but a, a step below in their sixth place in that table. So you would think Beckenham have got a good chance,
4: Matt. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think Beckenham should be as well. we'll still, yeah, Fingers crossed we can get them through as well. Absolutely. What's uh, uh, the scored, by the way.
0: 4-3. 4-3, in extra time. Absolute thriller in the FA Cup. Um, elsewhere in the in the Premier Division on Saturday, Canterbury City are at home to K-Sports. It's Irith and Belvedere against Homesdale, Fisher against Beersted, Hollands and Blair take on Punjab United, Lordswood against Irith Town, Tower Hamlets against Rustle, as we'll discuss, and Wellingtown are at home to Crowborough Athletic into the Skeffle at 1st Division, where there was a, a smattering of fixtures at the weekend. Loads of goals, as you would expect. Kentford United three, Greenways two, Littown, Town four, Faversham Strike Force four, Rochester United one, Snodland Town two. Staples Monarchs two, Sutton Athletic three and Stansfeld, who we heard from last week and got the big FA Vars game uh, the weekend Were three one winners uh, away at West Side. Didn't have it their own way. They were pegged back, but got two goals in the last 18 minutes to win that one by three goals to one. Uh, league fixtures over the weekend. Bridon Ropes against Kent Football United. Chessington Hook against SC Thamesmead. Chessington Hook, bottom of the league, have brought in a new manager this weekend as well. Uh, Croydon against Meridian VP. FC Armstead against Rochester United. Faversham Strikeforce at home to Sutton Athletic. Greenways against Tooting Beck, Snodland Town against Lewisham Borough. Staples Monarchs against Westside. So plenty going on there as well and lots of uh, other cup games as well. London Senior Cup, Kent Senior Trophy, Beckenham against Ruston on Tuesday. And the Scaffold Challenge Cup also kicks off uh, on Tuesday uh, and Wednesday with plenty of games. Uh, so all those fixtures are available on the Scaffold website. So D keep an eye out for all that fun and games. Uh, while it's the FA Vars this weekend, it was the FA Trophy last weekend. At the end of the line for two of our sides in that competition, Margate came back from 2-0 down to tie things up with Needham Market, but were then beaten by a late goal for the home side. Well, one Kent side had to go when Folk's and Victor met Faversham, and it was this mini Premier Division side who progressed. After the game, Matt spoke to Lily watch boss, James Collins.
2: We just said it could have been five all at half time, couldn't it? And um, second half, I thought we we give a bit of a better account of ourselves. But um, yeah, we uh, it, it didn't look good in the first 10 minutes, I must say. But once we sort of the game settled down a little bit and we got into our stride, I, I thought we give a good account of ourselves. Obviously, massively disappointing to lose. But, um, yeah, I thought we'd give a good account of ourselves.
4: Yeah, so, straight after um, folks that scored, you probably should have scored yourself as well. So, it's one of those games, it was like a basketball game first half.
2: Yeah, yeah, it was. As a manager, is that a bit concerned? Um, we're, we're usually quite organised, <laughs> but I thought, to be fair, we couldn't just... Um, we couldn't just sit in. We tried to sit in, and we were just we, it, it didn't work for us really. And um, they were just going to pick us off. So we thought, you know, to be fair, best best form of defence was attack, and and give it a bit of a go. And we were getting a bit of joy. We had some good chances. I think, like you said, after they scored, we've had the one off the line, which really we've got to score that. And then at one all, we've missed the one on one, and they've gone up the other end and scored. And um, yeah, is it frustrating? But um, yeah, we we give a good account of ourselves.
4: I thought the attacking third Eddie, at number ten, who scored that excellent free kick, he's probably the best player on the pitch. He, he looks a real talent for you.
2: A very good player, yeah, very good player. He's 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 uh it was at Charlton last season, and um he needs to get game time, and he's getting better and better each game. So um you know hopefully we can just help him help him in his development and help him to keep improving. Is that good that players like that from Charlton
4: are coming to play for Faversham? Is that sort of you're, you're willing to give players a chance?
2: Yeah, just I I think when I come to the club, it was almost a little bit like little old Faversham and that, and it was always. An, I, I want us as a club to to be put on the map a little bit, and and and. And like we had, you know, fifty odd fans singing and thinking, I, "I, want that to be where the club is at." And I want to attract. I want us to attract good players. I want us to play good football. Yeah, and no, I don't want us to be little old Favisham And I think, yeah, with signing players of that caliber, you, you know, can only help.
4: What, so, what is the expectation? to so the middle of the table of the league. It's in, in again a tough division as well. What's the expectation this season?
2: Uh, <laughs> look, I think the club will be happy if we stay up. You know, I think, you know, that. And, and with three going down, it's it's tough. And there's. Like you said, there's hard games. We were saying before you, some you get the occasional hiding in there, but you don't really get three twos or four threes. It's always one nils, two ones. But like you know, we we sort of felt playoffs was was realistic. We are where we are. I think we're a few. We, we've we've been hit so badly by injuries that we've been playing putting uh, you know round pegs in square holes for the last month or so, and it's it's affected us. And we the sheer amount of games. So look, let, let's just. I want to finish as high as we can. We need to make sure that we don't get relegated, and that we're clear of that. And if you do that quick enough, then maybe you've got a chance to do a little bit, little bit better. But um, oh, it's rubbish, isn't it? But one game at a time. Let's just see how we go and assess it. Yeah. How
4: do you, you know, as a manager as well? You know, the expectation is, you know, finish fourth from bottom. You
2: know, you know, it's good for you, but you know, you want to be at the top end of the table as well, isn't it? Yeah. No, it does. It doesn't motivate me. I said that to the players. I said, I'm not going to get you in. Like I want to get into the playoffs. That's what and I want to do. But I also. Have to be a little bit realistic and, and accept that if we do get in the players it'll be a monumental achievement for us. But why not? You know, why not aim high and, um, and and give it a go? Don't don't get me wrong. The club are not you know just stay. Up. I said I think they'll be happy if we stay. Up. But yeah, the chairman said to me he'd like to finish in the top ten. I think the club's for the last couple of years always been flirting with relegation. So I certainly think they'd like to you know be at the end of the season, ten games to go, and um, not looking over our shoulders.
4: You enjoy it though. I must be bringing these young players through. Is that part what you part of the game you enjoy?
2: Yeah, I love this club to be honest. I, I love it at Faversham. I feel like I've found home and um, they're great people. and I couldn't ask for the, the boys that are just, they, they well, they run through brick balls, They do that every week. They do. We we might lack a little bit of quality, but very rarely do you come off the pitch and you think they've had a cheat up or they've not given you anything. So, yeah, and people like Benny, who's 17, we gave him his debut at 16 last year. And I, I want to manage as high as I can and I'd like to sit at Faversham. But I say to the boys, I want you to go as far as you can. but make sure on the way through, you give me everything you got so I'll get a little bit and if anyone picks you up, fantastic.
0: Well, he's certainly enjoying himself at Faversham, Matt, and it seems they eventually gave it a, a pretty good go on Saturday.
4: Yeah, to be fair, it was end-to-end stuff, as you mentioned there. He said it was, he thought it could be 5 all at half-time. I was thinking more 7-4 to Folkestone because um, Folkestone looked dangerous. Both goal, uh, goalkeeper had a, Watkins had a decent game for, for, for Faversham, but Favisham looked at dangerous, and I have to say, uh, Eddie Allsop, they've got young, number 10 um, for them, uh, from Charlton, I think he started at Phoenix so I did some homework on him, I thought that he, w- he was probably the best player on the pitch, very small uh, sort of playmaker, but he-, he caused them all sorts of problems, lovely feet, lovely turns, he could do it, I thought I was impressed with them. that's what I mentioned in the interview, but it was a cracking game and second half, they sort of run out of steam a bit, the first half was so open, the second half didn't really create that many chances, but in the end, maybe I thought they maybe deserved a penalty shootout. They hit the crossbar with the last sort of kick of the game as well from another set piece. But yeah, it was a really good game. And Faversham, you know, really pushed Folkestone. And Folkestone, you know, were in a bit of a spell of a dodgy spell before that point. But they were definitely in a game. And I think Neil Cugley was just mighty relieved they got through, to be honest.
0: James Collins is very realistic there about Faversham's hopes and ambitions. But to hear a manager say, I feel like I've found a home here and James has had a few clubs. He's been at Faversham for just over two years now uh, in charge. And, uh, but he's, you know, he says, I have found a home and you know, I'm enjoying it. And, and bringing the players through is, is a big part of what I want to do. And it's, that's the right thing for Faversham to be doing, isn't it?
4: Yeah, I, I think it is. He picked up players, um, like I mentioned, that Eddie Allsop, the 16 year old who came off the bench, who, who did look quite good. I can't remember his name at the top of my head now, but he was a good driving force in midfield, running with the ball. Yeah, and, and he's he quite honest there that it, the most important thing is that they avoid relegation. But looking at the way they perform there, defensively, they were under crush a little bit, but they've got some good experienced defenders that they, 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 they will, will, will avoid that. Again, it's finding consistency and making sure your performance is a good, you know, as well as lifting it in a big game against Folkestone, is doing it. Other places as well, but I think he should be delighted. And he he, he was a sort of good character as well, was, you know, James. He was very. They might have lost, but I think he was proud of what his parent, what his club club had done. And it, 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 yeah, I, I think pretty much optimism there at Faversham. I, mean, I, I, I was pretty impressed with how they performed.
0: Excellent. Yeah, it's, it's good to to. For, it, it, I suppose in, in many ways, it's nice for you to to see a team from that level because you don't see a lot of them. Oh. So you know. It, it, this really South East has got some really good teams in it and, and a lot of them are from Kemp, But Favisham are one of the ones in the middle, but they obviously showed that they had something about them.
4: Well, as I say, when you see whatever level, if you straight away, you know, I think I can spot a player and I thought Eddie also probably needs to buff, you know, very slight player, but he had all, you know, his set piece delivery was excellent. A bit of a one, he took every set piece and he had the ability... you just to glide past the player, and I think that makes a difference. So I'll be definitely looking out for him again. I thought he was he was a thing. And they had some, they missed some chances up front, particularly number nine who missed a couple of chances. But they were creating chances and causing problems. So yeah, now you know now I've watched them. I'll definitely keep an eye out for them. But I think James has got his head screwed on. He's not going to be expecting them to to do you know be miracles this season, but just be competitive, and they'll be okay at the end of the season and then grow grow for the seasons ahead.
0: Yeah, and obviously Favisham, a club that have have had managers for a long time like Ray Turner. So, good luck to them. Your mate Eddie Alsop, incidentally, uh, sent off in their uh, Velocity Trophy win on Tuesday night. So, yeah, he's obviously got a a bit of a streak Uh, about him too. Did they win on Tuesday? They did. They won 2-1.
4: Who's got all the goals there?
0: Uh, Emmanuel Oluwasemu got both of them.
4: Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. He he was dangerous as well. Yeah. Well, well. Yeah, yeah, Eddie I did my homework on Eddie Alsop. I looked Apparently, he was... Started at Phoenix, went to Charlton, played for the under 23s, and he sort of knocked around a few sort of Isthmian clubs. But if he, I think if you can coach him and find him in the right direction, he will be a, a, a decent player at that level.
0: Excellent, well, that's a name for us to keep an eye on then. Uh, Cray Wanderers has also made it three, through a dramatic 2 1 win over Bedfont Sports, with all three goals coming in the final 11 minutes. Uh, Their reward in the next round was a belter, though, at Kent Derby at home to Ebbsfleet United, a tie that Danny Kedwell will surely relish. Uh, the rest of the draw, they a bit of a mixed bag. Folkestone will travel to Hartley-Whitney, uh, Maidstone at home to Billericay, Welling go to Hungerford. Uh, Dartford also have to negotiate the M4, but a lot more of it, as they will go to Bath. Uh, Tumbridge Angels also on the road as they travel to face Canvey Island. I mean, are any of these teams in it at, at this stage? G- going to win the FA Trophy, I suppose. Your Dartfords, your Maidstone, your will have ambitions of, of of going to Wembley, but then the, the big boys are still to come in, aren't they?
4: Oh, you look at it last season. Team at Folkestone, they won the competition. So, but the draw was, you know, Hartley Whitney. I, I texted my Folkestone friend Richard Morrell and said, you know, said, oh, I don't mind. It's a nice day out, which it probably is wasn't the, wasn't the greatest time, but look at the other ones in the thing. You know, the Maidstone. Mm-hmm. Probably look at the supporters, and think, oh, you don't want to play Villa, you play Villa, Ricky. You want mm. somebody a little bit different, don't you? So, yeah, well, uh, well, the, the intriguing tie is, is the Danny is the Danny Keddie, Danny Cabrera Derby, isn't it? So um, absolutely, that should be a, that should be a, a good game. Uh, I think it's on the Saturday because Bromley will be a, a playing away that weekend, yep. so that should be a, a decent crowd there. Absolutely, will take numbers and see how Danny Cabrera will do. I see they signed Jai Reason as well, ex White, yes, as well. So he's a good. On his day, Joy Reason is a very good player. So, Danny um, Cabwell, it's, it's a big win for them because I don't think he's... I expected Cray to do better, really, this season. Maybe that's the... I know they had to bring a whole new team in and maybe after the start they had, but that's a, it's a decent win and that's a great tie for him against Epsom.
0: It certainly, as this weekend in the Irish Premier Division, uh, tough fixtures all round. Third place Invicta travel to fourth place Lewis. Cray Wanderers are away to Kingstonian. Margate are home to Bognor Regis Town. Uh, a new man in Gate as well. Ben Bridal Card has arrived from Seven Knights to replace Patrick O'Man, uh, who was released earlier in the week. And talking of new signings, let's head back to the Isthmian League South East and Ashford United, who, as you mentioned on last week's show, have signed Kennington hotshot Gary Lockyer. I did promise you a chat with Gary on this week's show and I have delivered. So here he is, the new Ashford United striker, Gary Lockyer.
3: I always said to myself when I got myself fit that, you know, I would like to to give it a go as high as I can, you know, whether it's this league with Ashford or, or the league above. <laughs> But I wasn't really. I didn't really think about it. It wasn't in my mind to even think about going and playing higher league. It was more to do with the fact I just wanted to to bit and be playing games, you know. And and then I knew the rest would sort of follow at the time. And you've
0: played at this so, level before, is that right?
3: Yes, I have. Yeah, yeah. I was. Well, I was. A, I was a bit young, a bit naive when I was uh, when I was playing this league. So I was a bit in and out, not really playing and it was, it, was a, it was probably a hard time for me when I was playing this league.
0: So I suppose now you're older, wiser and, and ready to take this on head first?
3: Yeah, like I said, it, it wasn't something that I was really thinking about. I was really happy that Kennetton. It was probably the toughest decision I've had to, to make within my football career. Uh, I, you know, this was my fourth year with Kennetton and, and I really enjoyed it. I, uh, my son and my daughter play for the youth team. I coached the under-nine, so it was, you know, a proper family club. So it was it was difficult to say, you know, some people go, oh, well, you know, he's only left for, for the money and stuff like that. But the people that do know me will know the fact that it's it's footballing reasons and I just want to go and give it another go and see what happens. Obviously,
0: you'd, you'd banged in a lot of goals in the scaffold First Division and then you've gone up to the Premier Division and you've carried that on. So you've got to be pleased with how the season started for you.
3: Yeah, it, it, you know, I, I think I only got one in pre-season and then I scored three in my first four and then I think I went five games without scoring. But I was doing everything right. I was getting the chances. It just wasn't falling, but the luck wasn't falling for me. So I was I was trying to just stay positive because sometimes I'm a really bad critic of myself. I start beating myself up about it and you, I know how I should play and I know what I should be doing. So... I was a bit... I was was just trying to be positive. That's all.
0: Obviously, you say you had a great time at Kennington. So I suppose, like you say, it was a hard decision. And the people there have obviously been really good for you.
3: Yeah. I've known Dan. I've known his brother. I used to play with his brother growing up through my youth. So I've known Dan a, a very long time. Great, great manager and a great friend, really. And uh, John, the chairman, and, and even right down to like Simon, the media and stuff like that. It's just a really nice club, and it was just difficult. Like my family loved the club; they come and watch every week. Uh, so it was, it was hard, and that's why it was the, the footballing reason that I had to do it. Because in the last. But well, in the last sort of four or five weeks, I've had seven seven day approaches. So you know that that just says to people that I've not just gone for the highest one and gone right. That's what I'm doing.
0: Now you waited for the right opportunity.
3: Yeah, exactly. That's what I wanted to do. I was always respectful to Dan. We was always keeping each other in in contact with what's going on, and and I just felt you know Ashford just league above, doing really really well. Uh, Tommy seems a really nice guy, as well. And, You know, it's on my doorstep again.
0: Obviously, a very experienced manager as well, Tommy I And I guess you know, someone who's been around that game, around the game so long, is going to be great for you to play under
3: yeah exactly like like i I met uh, I, I spoke to him on the phone, and then they trained the same time as us as well. so I had a little chat with him after training, and it's it sort of made my mind up then and I had actually played for Ashford United when they first formed, but it was a quite a brief spell it wasn't it wasn't for long, and uh, they went they went more for experience. I was quite young, I believe I was only nineteen or twenty. And, uh, yeah, they went with experience, so it's sort of a bit of a, an unfinished business sort of thing as well.
0: But I guess, you know, you're not just going to be able to, you know, walk straight in the team. It's not going to be that easy for you because there's some really good players at Ashford, aren't there?
3: Yeah, of course. I'm always up for a challenge. I'm always uh, always up for fighting for my place. And I know that, you know, Kenneth and I was, I think I played every single minute this year. It wasn't a time where i come off and there wasn't a time where I started on the bench. So, yeah, it might be a bit of getting used to, but it's something that I'm willing to do. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to fight for that place.
0: And obviously, Ashford, I've had an OK start to the season, so it's some really good results. But the, the ambition at the club is obviously to get up, isn't it?
3: Yeah, yeah, of course. Yeah, I think, you know, they've come close in the last couple, obviously, and then with COVID hitting... I think this is the year that they're going to be looking to, you know, to go up, whether it's winning a title or by the playoffs.
0: And just finally, obviously, your last game for Kennington, you scored a stoppage time penalty. Did did you know at the time that was going to be your last kick?
3: Yeah, so I had had made my decision on the Thursday beforehand. uh, But I did did say to Ashford and Tommy that, you know, I, I feel... I feel like I need to be playing for Kennington Saturday. With, with Dan already put me in his plans to be starting, and I, I feel like I owed them that with a little bit of respect as well. And so that... it was great. It was great to finish on on two goals there, and uh, to get the winner as well. I kind of really dreamt of it.
0: I was going to say, how, how did out. you feel when you were stepping up to take that penalty, knowing what what you knew?
3: Well, yeah, I was a uh, I was a bit nervous, but I the, the Tunbridge Wells fans are the got hold of me leaving as well. Uh, so I was getting some stick throughout the game, really big stick, saying, you know, the, all the odds are always left these mates for, for money and stuff like that. But I, I enjoy that, you know, they pay their money to come in. They want to give me a bit of stick, but if I'm going to slot the winner in, I'm going to give them some stick back.
0: Matt, is determined to make an impression on his second chance at that level. A win-win, surely, both for him and the club to to make that move at this time.
4: Yeah, of course, he hasn't got to travel far, as we said before, playing at the same ground he did for Kennington, and and, and I think I admire that he's going to give it a go, isn't he? Yeah. Um, at that level, it's very good. He scores goals at at, at the at the scaffold level, and he's going to give it an Ashford. Tommy Warlow seems to always create chances, and clearly he'll be given a go. He's got some hard work to get into the team, but. Tommy Warlow's worked with him. Interesting. Other clubs are interested. Who do you think other teams are? A lot of seven-day approaches there, John. I, I, could,
0: I could wager a guess at a few teams that, are, that, that have had a little bit of interest yeah. in him. Um, yes. But, you know, I think it that it seems like that's the, the, the right move for him because, you know, they train together. So, he, you know, he's probably seen them, or they train at the same place roughly at the same time. So they've probably seen quite a bit of each other. And I think that the distance thing... Doesn't really make a difference to him, as he says there. And, you know, he's scored a lot of goals in the division one. He's got promoted. He's got 17, 18 goals already this season. It's, it's the right chance. And, and I think he's, you know, he said there, when I've played at this level before, I was I was a bit naive. I was a bit young, but now I'm fit. I'm ready. I want to go for it. And, and I just think it's a, it's a great opportunity for him. And, and to go to a team that's challenging at the top of that league as well is is, is a really, really bold move for him.
4: Yeah, I think probably you would the listen to that interview. A lot of it, they, when he was 1920, maybe he didn't push himself or at that level. He said you say, as you mentioned, a little bit naive. Maybe he thought it would come a little bit easier. He'd score goals. Gone and he's learnt his trade back at Kennington, and it seems like a, you know Kennington is is his club with his son and daughter there. So it must have been a tough decision. But I think you have to admire him. He's going to give it a go. And I, I and my theory is if you're a goal scorer at one level, there's a good chance you'll be a goal scorer at another level, and I, and I expect him to to be on the score sheet for Ashford when they get going on when they get going. But he's going. It might be tough getting in the team because as I say they've got some decent strikers there. at for and doing well this season.
0: Yeah, and, and I think you know not that I'm going to say for any time at all that I think 28 is is old in in football terms or in any terms, but. I kind of get the feeling it was, it was almost a now or never for Gary. And I think given it another year, he might not have wanted to make that step up. So I think it was, you know, you say it was a tough decision, but I'm sure the thing that kept popping into his head was now's the right time to to do it because I'm, I'm at my peak.
4: Yeah. Again, and I'm not saying it it might work out. I'm sure if it doesn't work out for him, he'll always have at home in Kennington, but maybe he'll think, you know, if I haven't done it, I haven't done it before. I'll never do it. So he's given him the chance, and we will see what it is. I say, folks, Ashford have, you know, they've scored an average of two goals a game. So they, they are a team that creates chances, and I'm sure he, if they get them on the end of him on the end of it, he could be the one to finish them off. So yeah, intriguing signing. I'm um, Tommy Warrilow. is the kind of person you want to work for. Before he probably would be tough on you, but if you do the business for him, I'm sure he, uh, he, he will reward you handsomely by. Um, help improving you as a player.
0: Exactly. And I guess that's the thing for Tommy Warlow as well, as he does have options. He does have good players, but if he's creating a lot of chances, you want someone who you know is going to score goals. And, and that's what Gary's proven he can do.
4: Yeah. Good luck to him.
0: Absolutely. Uh, last weekend in the East winning South East, no score as Corinthian travel to face East Grimstead. Craig Valley PM scored a last gas winner to win at Hastings. Hythe uh, Town, more on them shortly, beat Haywards Heath by a goal to nil. Ashley Miller got both as Ramsgate won at Lansing. Ashford 2-0 winners at Phoenix Sports Louis Collins scored a late goal to end 7 a point against Chichester and late drama as well at Sittingbourne as they drew 1-1 with three bridges uh, VCD lost at Whitehawk and Whitsville went down 1-0 at home to Burgess Hill Town. Uh, this weekend as we've already heard Ashford are at home to Sittingbourne, Phoenix go to Chichester, Corinthian at home to Faversham, Cray Valley meet Haywards Heath that's first against third, Herne Bay are at home to Lansing, High. take on Whitsville Town, Ramsgate host Whitehawk and then on Tuesday night Sittingbourne travel to face Hastings. Uh, we must of course discuss the goings-on at Hyde Town, though. We spoke a few weeks ago about their budget issues. No investment has yet come through. And with that has come the resignation of boss Steve Watts. A statement on the Hythe website said the club regrets to announce that Steve has stepped down as first-team manager directors would like to take this opportunity to thank him for all of his efforts during his time with the club. His party is wholly amicable and we wish him every success in the future. Uh, The changes have arisen due to the financial pressures that currently face the club as per a previous statement. These largely stem from the fact that promised funds have not materialised. The directors, all of whom are volunteers, are working as hard as possible to address the current financial predicament and to put the club once more on a firm footing so it can move forwards. Nathan Elder and Franny Collin take charge uh, for Saturday's game against Whitstable. Uh, That news was announced on Tuesday and I don't know if there's something about November the 16th for Steve as it was six years to go to the day that he left Maidstone United or is this is what my time hop told me anyway uh, it's just a shame for everyone at Hyde isn't it Matt?
4: Yeah again Steve what I thought was a good fit for them Um, the lack of investment you know I think Covid's really hit them hasn't it um, and he still managed to keep the rest of the squad going Um, I think they're, the loyalty that he's pl- he shows to the players and what he gives to them shows you what a good manager he is or what he can relate to players. But I, th- I think it, it, I, his statement came out and he thought he was, you know, to help the club as well. So, yeah, it really is disappointing from where they are at the moment. So, I just hopefully they, we don't want to see any clubs struggle financially. It'll be interesting to see what happens now. Will Nathan Elder um, want the job or where will they go from there? So, yeah, it's disappointing. Will there be a, a departure of players? And, why will we see Steve Watt appear again? Because, you know, he seemed to be at Hyde quite a while, but he didn't have, you know, two seasons were were curtailed and this season it's been because of finances. So he's probably one of these managers that would like a, when he was at Margate as well, they had problems. He's probably thinking if I can go to a club that, you know, is quite stable, um, what a job, what job can I do for them? So I feel for him a bit there, but I think you admire him for, you know, not sticking around and, making the right decision in the best interest of the club
0: yeah it's a difficult one for Hyde as well though because of all the statements that have gone out all the stuff that they're talking about have they made themselves look appealing to anyone who might want that job I mean they have still got a budget we don't know what's going on with with the budget if there will still be a budget going forward but if you were an out of work ambitious manager and you saw everything that was going on you'd probably give that a swerve so Steve Watt has obviously done the right thing for the club at, at, at this time, but I just kind of wonder if, if, where they go from,
4: from here. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I, I will, my concern would be a lot of those players were probably loyal to Steve Watt, having played with him or worked with him, particularly at Maidstone uh, and Margate, where he, he attracted the sort of players. Will they be Will they be looking to move on? And maybe that's what Haid is saying. Maybe we cannot afford some of these players or the budget's been cut. Some of the players will go as well. Franny Collin, Will um, Kent legend. Does he want to move into coaching? to Nathan Elder? Somebody will always take a job, will always take a chance at a job though, John, cause just to get them out and about. And more concerned, I'm, I expect Steve Watts to stay in the game though, wouldn't he?
2: Oh, Of
0: course, yeah. He's football, he's football through and through, isn't he?
4: Yeah, yeah. So he'll, he'll be, um, yeah, I just think feel, a bit, feel a bit for him. He's he hasn't been, he's, he's managerial career he hasn't been just that, Lucky for him at the moment. Has he
0: gone it? swimmingly, has it?
4: No, no. And, and that, you know, and people will look at that on his CV and think, well, but again, I think um, there has been circumstances involved in that that is beyond his control, which must be frustrating for, for a young manager trying to make his mark on the game.
0: Absolutely, up to the National League then where it looks as though we might be talking about a managerial change up there as well, as at the end of last week, rumours ramped up that Andy Woodman was on his way to Hartlepool, but a club statement insisted there had been no approach on his side they made it 10 unbeaten with a 1-1 draw at Stockport on Saturday evening uh, they host Kings Lynn on Saturday and then they're at home as well on Tuesday against Yeovil, and, and this, they did well after all that speculation to, to keep focused on that game at Stockport, Matt Yeah,
4: I was, Yeah, when would we Pooh poohed that idea that he went there, but there's no smoke without fire. So, um, with his link to Newcastle, but the club have come out. I think the, the club are really well, there. the media side is really good. Came out, sort of, you know, didn't sort of deal with the sort of speculation at first until then, you know, right, we better deal with this because somebody said he was going to be appointed, but that's they curtailed that. And I think Andy Woodman doing a good job, good point against Stockport. I saw a bit of that game. Did they really deserve a point? Probably not, but they've got a good spirit in that team. Everybody knows their job and got a last-minute equaliser. Ten unbeaten, you know they're up there for a reason. And look at those two games coming up as well. There's no reason they can't get six points on the board as well. So going in the right direction. And I think I think for Andy Woodman, I think you know, see out the season at Bromley. I think um,
0: at the very least, yeah,
4: yeah. Uh, you know, you could be a football league club. You could be with Bromley in the football league the way they're going. And, Ability they've got,
0: yeah. I think one of the stories I read was it would now be a surprise if anybody other than Andy would yeah, have yeah. got a job. And, and and that was, you know, the, 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 all that speculation so
4: journalists, wouldn't
0: it? Yeah, so and very so, strange. And
4: it's, well, yeah, the link is there because he coached Newcastle and, anyway, and his New, son plays
0: for Newcastle,
4: and yeah. So and I presume Hartlepool to Newcastle, not knowing why northeast. Jongle not, not too not too far, no. So, not
0: as far as Bromley
4: to Newcastle. No, yeah, exactly. So, <laughs> but yeah, but he's been at Arsenal for a while, so I presume he's su- he is a southern boy as well. So, but yeah, to be honest, I know Hartlepool doing quite well and they're back in the football league, but there, I don't think there's many clubs in the non-league who are as well run and well developed and, and on the up as much as Bromley at the moment.
0: Yeah, change of pace then. Dover, meanwhile, still wait for their first win of the season, but they led for a while at Torquay, then were pegged back before a late sickener down at Plainmoor. FC Halifax sound currently sixth in the table visit on Saturday uh, before Wealdstone, who've moved up the table a little bit in the last couple of weeks, visit on Tuesday night. I know I like to laugh and joke, but in all seriousness, Matt, confidence has got to be a huge, huge issue for Dover now.
4: Uh, from the reports I gathered, we should have got something from the game. Could have been three points against. Them. And you didn't. That's but, the
0: thing. You didn't yeah, you got yeah, nothing, I, 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 and I, it was I, a last I'm,
4: minute I'm goal. On, I'm clutching at straws here, John, because uh, from there So I, I'm confident in the next two games we're going to get at least one three points. So um, from that, I looked at my. I did a spreadsheet in June, and I said, all right, this is where I thought Dover needs to get 60 points, which minus 12, 48 will keep them up. So at this stage of the season, we should be on 14 points. And, and we are on? Three. Three, so yes. Yeah. So we're not, we're, my spreadsheet is looking a bit naff there. But I'm, I think it might, Halifax will be tough, because Halifax is a team who seem to score a lot of goals. They've um, scored
0: seven in the cup, didn't they?
4: Yeah, yeah, yeah. So they're, they're, and, and, and they're a decent side as well. got Well managed, well drilled. But if Dover, you know, as Andy Hensel said in, in his interview with the KN, as I've said, you know, you cannot the, the commitment of the players you cannot grumble with. So, which is which I've said all season, the commitment's there. Just the quality hasn't been. Let's have a bit of luck and maybe, you know, this time next week I, we'd love to be thinking, yes, we've finally got one on the board because everybody around the club will be absolutely delighted. So, and we've had some bad, sad news at the club today um, as well. That one of the With the the supporters, you know, just Andy, he sadly passed away from cancer as well. So, yeah, it's hopefully we can do it for him because he was a a real jolly character around the club. And we've lost a few supporters, unfortunately, um, the last few months uh, for Dover. So hopefully we can get three points for him.
0: Yeah, I hope you can. Uh, on Tuesday. You might you might even do it on Saturday. Who knows? Uh, in the National League South to finish Dartford's run without a win was extended as they drew 0-0 uh, with Oxford City. The same score as Maidstone earned at Hamilton Waterlooville. Uh, much more fun at Hungerford where Ebb Street United won 4-3. Uh, While well Welling beat Tunbridge Angels 1-0. Some hard words from Steve McKim after that loss for Angels. Haven't scored in four games. A bit of a worrying run for them.
4: Yeah. Um, I think looking back I think before the season they got promoted, the sort of November, December time was a bit of a sticky patch for them. And yeah, it was quite an emotional interview when I listened to uh, Steve as well. And is he saying, is it me or is it the players? So, yeah, they've got to look into that. Maybe they can, you know, as he said, they need, just all they need is better luck. The performance haven't been too been too bad, but just finding the back of the net is a real concern for the moment. And they're, they're at the wrong end of the table, so they need to reverse that as well. Only one going down, but they don't want to be the one of the ones sucked into it.
0: No, they don't, and that is the, the the thing. I mean, you look at that league table and you see uh, that that there is obviously a team that's that's cut adrift at the bottom. But that's not going to stay that way all the way through. And and you can't afford when there is just one relegation place to think, well, actually, no, we're going to get a bit, um, you know, or we can be a bit com- complacent about that. You know, that that, that they've got to be looking up the table and the goal scoring is an issue 12 goals scored in 12 games only Braintree have also scored 12 they've played 13 Uh, defensively they're not too bad they've only conceded 18 in their 12 they shipped five on the opening day so they're not conceding a lot of goals they've got to sort out scoring goals haven't they
4: yeah I think you made a good point there you know it's it's very um very easy to think only one's going down it won't be us I don't know they're four points above it but you know, you've got to agree the complacency and and it must be difficult for some of these sides as well because, you know, you're not going to go up. You don't think you're going to go down. Do you build for next season or, or, or from that point of view? And what's, do, do, does the Tunbridge Angels fans, if they've got, if they feel Steve McKim could go, do you think, well, with one going down, we won't be there? We need to build for next season or do they think, you know, we've still got to compete? So it's a difficult one with one down. but yeah, I'm sure they will turn the corner later, as he said. Scoring goals is the hardest part of the game and at this, particularly at that level it can be difficult you haven't got a striker, but he'll be working hard on it I'm sure. And I, they don't want to lose him because Stephen McKim is a good character at this level, knows a lot of players and I think he's done a hell of a job at Tunbridge.
0: He really has. And I suppose the other thing as well, you said about whether people would want to have a go this season or what, after two seasons being curtailed, I think people just want to see their team doing their absolute best week in, week out, no matter Mm -hmm. where they're going to finish in the league. So uh, I think that's one to consider. Tamsha will have a chance to get back on track. And uh, they face another side in a really poor run of form. Chelmsford City visit on Saturday uh, when Ebbsfleet host Welling, Darfur go to Hemel Hempstead and Maidstone host Chippenham before an absolute humdinger on Tuesday night. Ebbsfleet at home to Maidstone. All ticket, no sales on the day, segregated crowd. That should be a belter under the lights at Stonebridge Road, will not
4: it? Yeah, I, I think absolute good result against Hungerford, really. Their form's really good at the moment. Maidstone, good result against Havard with, you know, the resources were a little bit down. It's based on I mean, some tough games sort of coming up. So yeah, it should be a cracker that way. Well, it, it's a big, big week for uh, absolutely two home games against two Kent sides, putting down a marker. it will be a difficult game. Tennis to probably knows, you know, the Kent derbies are important. A lot of these players would have played with each other against their old clubs. Would know a lot about them. So I think we'll know it. if absolutely can get six points out of that shows to me, they're going really in the right direction and, it'll be title contenders
0: yeah, well, no one's played fewer games than Ebbsfleet. They've only played 10. They've got 22 points. Uh, they're three games in hand on Dartford, and they're only three points behind them. So it's a real opportunity uh, for Ebbsfleet to, to climb up that table this week. And uh, they could easily be level on points with Dartford if, if Dartford win at the weekend as well. Or they could even be above Dartford if Dartford fail to, to win, as they haven't won in their last six in all competitions, I believe. But it's amazing this division because teams come and go up the table. I mean, Eastbourne Borough, when I saw them a couple of weeks ago, were in the playoffs. They're now fifteenth. Dulwich have had a good run. They're second. You know, Saint Auburn's been Dulwich on. A,
4: have come from nowhere, haven't they? Really? Exactly.
0: Saint Albans been on a great run. They lost a game down, down you go. absolutely have won loads of games. They've gone down the table despite everything that's gone on. It's almost like everybody can't afford to drop points, apart from Dartford. Who are still sitting pretty at the top because they're excellent start. What a division the National it, League South yeah, always yeah. is.
4: Yeah. Well, my mate texted me and said, "Yeah, well, look at the Conference South table. What's happened to Dartford?" And, I thought, well, you know, they haven't won many games, but they're still top of the table. And, and you know, all the games in hand in the world, the most important thing is that you're where you are at the top of the table. I'm, I'm sure their form will come in. I think they've won nine nils. Well, why they're in the London Senior Cup, I don't know. No, I think but
0: the they did win Cup. nine nil,
4: yeah. Yeah. Why are they? In that, why are they in that competition?
0: No idea. I, well, sorry, I mean, I I, I don't understand why some of these clubs play in the Kent Senior and the London Senior. Playing one or the other you know, yeah. uh, but it just seems like it's games for the sake of, I mean, you can be affiliated to a couple of FA, so that's obviously where it comes from, but surely, especially in these days of player congestion and everything like this, player exhaustion, whatever, surely they should be thinking about just pulling out, just going in one of those competitions and, and giving think, it a good go. I think
4: go. King likes, rather than training sometimes, he likes teams playing to give his his squad games, so maybe that's one of the reasons they're in it, but um, again, the big Cox Foster's 9-0, well, Maybe that's the little boost they wanted in their um, form anyway, so to get that.
0: Absolutely. Uh,
4: oh, so- 1 5 3. So, Why me? Again, Dover on a par with Bolton because Dover have conceded five against Stockport this season. So, <laughs> uh,
0: you keep clutching at any straw you can, mate, eh?
4: So, uh, uh, I would say limbs at Stockport because now everybody's invading the pitch and they've still got a minute to play. Well, who can blame them? Well, yeah. Fair play
0: to them. What a, what a great night! Although it's quite amazing when you think that Stockport and Bolton used to regularly be in the same division. Yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. Anyway, but that's uh, that's by the Bob, That's pretty much it for this week's show. We've gone through all the leagues, all the divisions, all the football. Plenty going on uh, as always. I, I've not been watching much on the telly as I said at the, at the top of the show. I, I, I've been home alone this week uh, for a couple of nights, so there's no none of that. Well
4: done.
0: I, ha- I played a little bit not the new one, new not one. Pl- No, not no I haven't got the new one I'm not bothered about it I'm fine with what I've got what a
4: challenge um, be. 12 minus 12 get Dover out of it
0: I, yeah that would be a challenge but um, I've I i don't want I just don't want it I, I'm, st- I'm still happy with my games that I've got on 19 and 21 to keep me occupied so I don't have time to play uh, at all did you watch Angela Black though?
4: We I've seen the first episode I haven't watched the rest of them from there so is that any good?
0: Really good, yeah. Really, really enjoyed it. Good. It finished well. It was a good programme. Enjoyed it.
4: All right, so that, We haven't watched, uh, no, I haven't really watched too much at all, really. So I think um, it's one of these things, again, I know it's 20 past 10 now, but it's quite cold. So we've been going to bed at sort of quarter past nine. I've been listening to a new podcast about football commentary. About, right. With, so that's exciting. Um, And then reading my book, really. So no, nothing's too it's that time of the year you think, "Mm, yeah, I'd rather be warm in bed rather than sitting and watching the telly. I think.
0: Yeah. Well, we, uh, we just not a chance. I've been working so much. We've been, we've been away and everything like that, but, and I can't even see any time in the future for, for a good few weeks before we're actually just going to be able to sit down for like two or three nights in a row and just sit in front of the telly. The annoying thing this week actually is it was the semi-finals of the Great British Bake Off uh, on Tuesday night. And, We never watch Bake Off on the day it goes out. We never do. We never have done. And every single time, all through this series, I've avoided knowing who's gone. And then last night, I found out who went. And I was quite annoyed because I can't watch it until Friday. So it was like, well, that was a waste of time then, wasn't it? But uh, I'll still be able to watch it and and, and watch it all. But yeah,
4: that was quite annoying. Well, I only read they they said they they voted the wrong person off. Was that right?
0: Well... Uh Without wanting to give anything away um the person who left was very popular, but I didn't really understand that popularity if oh, that right. makes any sense wasn't far from my favourite so um if i if I could have picked out of the final four who wouldn't make the final, that's who I would have picked oh, right. so um but that's just that's just me uh and, and that's the way it goes uh, but anyway thank you everybody for listening to this so what week's
4: show are you your, with your, your time to yourself then well i've been working so i worked yesterday and, uh, and tonight you'll be up at silly o'clock i suppose tomorrow uh yeah yeah
0: well i yeah I'll, I'll probably kind of have a, i've been sat in this chair here since about four o'clock this afternoon uh so to be honest i'm gonna go and stretch my legs for a bit then i'm gonna come back and probably do some editing later on uh get the show out for everybody else uh go and watch a bit of telly go and see the cats because i think they're quite lonely in the living room um for a bit but i haven't done a lot i went for a run this morning uh went up to my mum and dad's i mean to be fair i only dropped off at the station yesterday lunchtime uh and then i started work at five o'clock yesterday worked right through um got up at quarter past
4: eight
0: last night i did wales
2: yeah.
0: um, and then tonight i've done barcelona women uh, and then went for a run this morning and then by the time i got back from my run i had a bath and then you know then it's midday and i started work at four o'clock so you know it's bit, I've been i've i haven't really feel like i've done anything i had plans to do some uh put some pictures up in my office and then found i only had one thing to put up which i've put up and i'm not particularly happy with where it is nothing to put up in the living room but i don't I don't dare put it up because I'll put it in the wrong place. Uh, so, yeah, I've, I've, it's not been the most exciting week and, and she's back tomorrow lunchtime. So, you know, miss her, of course, but I wish maybe she was away for another day, just give me a bit more, <laughs> a bit more
4: breathing I gonna, space. I was going to say to you, um, Kiefer Moore is one of these other players I saw at Crabble. I mm. thought he was a good player and look where he went from there. He's well, exactly. He's a good player, I like Kiefer Moore, really mm. good player.
0: Yeah, very, good. and and he's and he's obviously got better and better as he's gone yeah, on. He yeah. was a handful last night. He played really well. Yeah. Um, okay. So there you
4: go, that no, we'll leave you to it because it's quite late. Um, it is. And we will. Uh, well, that's about it, really. what we'll, we'll, we'll is it. yeah? Hope this time next week, hopefully, we'll be supported. You'll be, I'll be a happy man because Dover would have won. And good luck with the teams in the FA Vars. Hopefully, they can uh, get as well as well. So we're looking forward to that.
0: Yeah, get in touch with us on Twitter at KentNL Podcast on Facebook, Kentonly Podcast, is what you need to search for. I'm at John Pips81. Matt is at Matthew underscore Gerard. Uh if you've got any thoughts on our two hundredth show, if you're up for for being part of it or anything, yeah, just let us know. We'll uh, we'll be interested to hear uh about that. And also wanna thank someone very quickly who got in touch uh last week after we were talking about the referee issue. Uh, uh, someone got in touch with us on Twitter and uh, it was really, really interesting to hear from that person and I want to say a massive thank you to him and he, and he, and he kind of said we, we we're kind of on the money, it's not the league's fault it's not the referee's fault, it's 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 a big problem uh, brought about by the geography of it all, so uh, but yeah, thank you very much, uh, as I say, we always love to hear from people, so do please get in touch and thanks to all of our guests this week and most importantly thank you to all of you for listening and we'll speak to you all next week on the Ken Lally Podcast
4: Yeah, RIP Andy Fisher did a great We're Dover fans So sorry to hear about that And condolences to his family